Welcome to Coffee Break with Sharp Best Health. Every week, we sip on a strong new blend of practical tips, information, and education to help you optimize your health, body, and mind. Your hosts are Janice, Emily, Megan, and Olga. Your break starts now. Welcome to another episode of Coffee Break with Sharp Best Health. We are so excited to have our entire small but mighty team here in the studio today. Hey everyone, this is Megan. And this is Olga. And this is Janice. And I'm Emily. So, to honor April Fool's Days, we decided we need to do something fun on the podcast this week. We will be sharing four facts about health today. Two of them will be true, and two of them will be fiction. At the end of the episode, we'll reveal which one is which. That sounds like a fun episode, but before we jump into it, does anyone know where the April Fool's Day start and how it started, the history? You know, Olga, since you asked, we think you know what it is. Yeah. Okay. So I had to Google it. And, here's, <laughs> and, so, and here's what the History Channel has to say about the history of the April Fool's Day. It's not an official holiday, but April Fool's Day is still a much-loved tradition among pranksters throughout the world. For all its popularity, it might come as a surprise that no one really knows when, where, or how April Fool's Day got started. So, is there a real reason why April 1st has become an international obsession? According to one common theory, the tradition dates all the way back to 16th century France, when Pope Gregory XIII issued a papal bull mandating a new calendar system for Europe. The Gregorian calendar, as it became known, set the start of the year on January 1st instead of the beginning of spring in late March or early April. Word of the change traveled slowly in France, and many people in rural areas continued to celebrate the new year in the spring. These slow adapters became known as April Fools and were singled out for pranks and jokes by their countrymen, who had held their celebrations months earlier. But there are a couple of problems with the calendar change theory. For one thing, many people in France had already started celebrating the new year on January 1st, long before 1582. The switch occurred gradually all over France, not suddenly after the papal bull. And even before the change, the new year hadn't been connected specifically to April 1st, but with the Easter holiday. Some theories date the origins of April Fool's Day centuries earlier, to ancient Roman festivals celebrated in the spring, such as Hilaria. And Eastern cultures have their own versions of the lighthearted tradition, including Holi in India, a festival of colors during which people throw colored water or paint on each other. While it seems unclear how it started, by the 1700s, English pranksters were celebrating April 1st by playing tricks, such as pinning false tales on unsuspecting people or sending them on fake errands. As the holiday became more popular, newspapers, radio and TV stations, and businesses got into the act with false headlines, news stories, or promotional campaigns. One of history's most famous hoaxes took place in 1957 when the British Broadcasting Corporation fooled many people into believing that people in Switzerland were spaghetti on trees. And in the United States in 1998, gullible fast food customers got caught asking for the left-handed burger, a sandwich supposedly engineered for Southballs that a national chain advertised in the paper. Despite its long and interesting history, April Fool's Day may soon be a thing of the past. Recently, governments across the globe began moving to officially outlaw the holiday, citing lost worker productivity on the prank-filled day. April Fool's! Well, that was very interesting. Thank you for sharing, Olga. And now let's get started with our four wellness claims. Who wants to go first? I can go first. So this is Emily. 
And as many of you know, March was National Nutrition Month. So we're just kind of coming out of it. And something we like to talk a lot about in the wellness department is making sure that you're getting enough fruits and veggies during the day. So they recommend right. about five to nine servings of fruits and veggies. Mm-hmm. Right. So. Is it not true? No, no. Well, <laughs> <laughs> surprise. Uh, no, that is true. Okay. We'll make sure that we tell you that that is true. But what you might not have known is when you are eating your piece of fruit, you can actually eat the sticker that's on it. Oh, yeah. It's Wait. A, yeah. What? You know the, the little, that's called a PLU sticker. No, it has the barcode on I it. I call that yeah. the throwaway sticker that I put well, on my counter until my surprise, husband throws it away. Surprise, You can actually eat it. Well, it. Yep. It says that it's safe to consume. So next time you're eating an apple, you know, you you could choose to eat the sticker if your heart so desired. Interesting. So do, do you think that there's someone out there who feels the sticker's their favorite part? <laughs> well, <laughs> I, I can't wait to find out if that's true or fake. Because I would love for it to be true. Like, really? Yeah, because I always take those stickers off. Does it stress you out to remove the sticker? Yeah, it takes like two seconds. It's <laughs> and I eat a lot of fruit. Well, I, okay. will, uh, I will reveal all right. the truth I'm gonna... in a little bit. <laughs> all right. Interesting. Very interesting. I have a strong opinion about this one. Emily is kind of a trickster, so I feel like this could very well be false. Mm-hmm. So anyway. Interesting. And well, people out there, you can try and keep score. Yeah. You're not going to win anything. Bragging <laughs> <laughs> rights. Just for the heck of it. So I'll, I'll go next. Um, mine is one also kind of, kind of related to National Nutrition Month, and mm-hmm. it's um, definitely related to nutrition in general, but it's uh, the notion, which might be fact or fiction, that um, eating uh, breakfast in the morning can help you lose weight and manage your weight. Mm-hmm. And really the argument around this is is that you, uh, if you eat breakfast in the morning, uh, that you're able to enjoy increased metabolism throughout the day. It can help you from overeating in the afternoon and really just sort of sets the stage for you having a healthier sort of end game product at the end of your day. Mm-hmm. And that, you know, it, it pretty much sets you on the right course. And again, also has some met- metabolic benefits as well. Sure. So that's my factor fiction story for you guys to mm-hmm. parcel out and decide whether or not you think it's true or false. And we'll, we'll know in about, what, two minutes, <laughs> three minutes from here. That's <laughs> right. Thanks, Megan. But it's certainly yeah. one we've all heard <laughs> time and time again. Definitely. Yeah. Interesting. Well, I guess we'll find out. Yeah. <laughs> so I'll go next. This is Janice. Um, so my Apple Watch has a heart rate monitor, which I use during my workouts, like many of you listeners out there. It's basically used as a guide to track the intensity of my workout to ensure I'm keeping my heart rate up for a certain amount of time. Mm-hmm. So I really trust the heart rate monitor on my Apple Watch to give me the most accurate information. So let's find out. So you In a little bit. Is if that's, it really? Yeah. If that's mm. fact or fiction. Oh. <laughs> Huh. Interesting. I trust mine on my Fitbit, too. Yeah, mm-hmm. I to mine, too. Yeah, so... I, I would be kind of bummed if that too, wasn't the case. Because I trust it when I work out, right, so yeah. I always pay attention to my heart rate yeah. on my watch. And I'm just assuming Apple Watch versus, you know, Fitbit, I mean, it's very similar technology. Yeah, so. absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. okay, we'll find out. We'll find out. So, I guess I am the last mm-hmm. person. So, so, mine is about stretching before working out. So, chances are your childhood coaches and gym teachers encouraged or even required you to 
to stretch yeah. before your I remember that gym class or your practice. And the idea was that you you're supposed to take five to ten minutes before your whatever physical activity to stretch your hamstrings, your quads, your back, and that was supposed to help you perform better and prevent you from getting any injuries. Right. Okay. So I'm here to tell you that this is all not true, and you're not supposed to stretch out before you work out. Oh. And so Mrs. Golding lied to me. (laughs) And if you do stretch out before working out, it actually can hinder your performance and it it can lower your your endurance and make you more prone to strains and injuries. Wow, it's good information. But don't they say your muscles need to be warm instead of no? I guess, frankly, your muscles can't be cold, but um, (laughs) what do you think about that? But yeah, I mean, that's interesting. Mm -hmm. It is interesting. I just wonder, you know, how much of what we learned growing up as as children end up being not true and how much of our PE class, uh, you know, that was a good 15 minutes of doing the windmills and the big arm circles and the toe touches. I wonder now if they're just trying to fill the hour. Mm. <laughs> no offense to any gym teachers or no gym teacher associates any, out there. You know, I'm gonna. I will be happy to to this offer is gonna a be little more information and just to. I kind of hope you're wrong. Three seconds. Um. Well, we'll see. We'll see. We'll see. Yeah. Good. So we are. Are we all done with our facts? We all are. Should we all share? Yeah, I think we're done. Yeah. Okay. Well, should we go back around and? Let's do it. Who was first? Reveal the truth. Let's reveal the truth. Okay. So, the sicker conundrum. Was it true or was it false? It was true. Oh. So, I know. I can eat those. Okay. So, yes. The FDA has said that the stickers and what's made of the adhesive is safe to consume. Wow. However, do you want to be consuming stickers on fruit? Not yes. so much. <laughs> yes. I'm going on an all-sticker diet, you guys. This is going to be endorsed by Sharp Best Health. You guys are going to see some emails well, about this next week. I don't mean to be a stickler about this, oh, but gosh. really, you shouldn't be eating them. But if you do... If you do, yeah, it's it's not going to harm you. Um, it does go through FDA approval to make sure that the components of the sticker are safe. But they don't necessarily say that it's safe to consume, like, on a regular basis. So, I don't know who would. Anyway, I mean, <laughs> stickers don't taste great. They are hard to chew, and they have no nutritious value. So, I wouldn't go around eating them, but... Don't be afraid. If you do eat one, you don't need to go running to the emergency room. Okay. It won't. It won't harm you. Okay. Cool. Okay. Got, Got it. Fair it. enough. Fair enough. All right. Thanks, my house. Thank you, Emily. Who's up next? I, uh, I think it was. Good? I think it was me. And uh, so uh, yeah. So the, the question of whether or not um, eating breakfast can help you lose weight and manage your weight—that's actually fiction. It's what? there's. There's not actually evidence out there in, 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 in solid research that suggests that mm. eating breakfast can actually increase your metabolism, oh. and it, it's not solid evidence that it can it can reduce your chances of overeating. Now, that's not to 
that's not to be dismissive of breakfast. Right. For a lot of people, it is a great way to prevent overeating. It's just not an across-the-board guarantee. There are certain things, of course, we know that you can do to help manage your weight that are kind of, you know, overwhelmingly mm-hmm. proven, right? Like calories in versus calories out, getting more fruits and vegetables versus eating just candy and soda all the time. Um, but eating breakfast, there is not a proven strategy that it actually helps you to lose weight. Oh, okay. Again, it's still something most people should do. It will, it's, it's generally good mm-hmm. for you and it's a great time to get a lot of nutrients that you might not get in other meals. So again, I love breakfast, not, not anti-breakfast, but it's a weight loss. But if you're strategy. saying that this is my weight loss strategy, it's not a great idea. Hmm. Okay. Good to know. This really good great. information. Thank you, Megan. So I think I'm next. This is Janice. Hi, um, Janice. Hi, Janice. <laughs> so mine was about the heart rate monitor on like a wrist or watch device. Mm-hmm. And, um, is Which it you the, love. Which I love. And it's, mm-hmm. you know, and I, my claim was having the heart rate monitor on my watch is the most accurate information. Um, this one's a little tricky. And to tell you the truth, the heart rate monitor on your activity tracker may not give you the most accurate information. Uh-huh. The heart rate tracker is a favorite feature for many. However, while your heart rate is an important indicator of how intense your workout is, you might not want to put your faith um, in what your watch device tells mm-hmm. you. And same goes for cardio machines that have the handles, you know, where you put your, your hands on the handles that have monitors on mm-hmm. it. In essence, the finger pulse or wrist pulse is not accurate, is as accurate as an arterial pulse. So only use a machine um, for a heart rate as a, as a guide. Um, if it's going to be as far as like a cardio machine or your, or your wrist watch or activity tracker. But if you want a true indicator of your intensity, you have to wear a heart rate monitor that goes around your chest. Now these are pricey and their range is around 70 to $90. So if you are really, you know, a workout, you know, fanatic, and this is something you're into. It may be worth your while. Um, however, just a little guide to let you know that just using your um, activity tracker as a watch, it's a guide, but not the most accurate information. So, so it it gives you sort of a sign of how you're progressing, but it's not a tell. It's, it's not, not a, a tell. gotcha, gotcha. Yeah. Oh, that's that's kind of a bummer. I like reply. <laughs> I, I like um, relying on my Fitbit. I do but, too. I do too. But it's good information. It's a good guide, and you're still but... getting something out of that information. Right. Correct. Okay, that's good to think about. Hmm. That's hmm. so eye-opening today. So what? Yeah. Well, what did you? What do you have, Hayes? So this is Olga, and my my health fact was: I said that stretching, so stretching, stretching yes, <laughs> stretching before working out is not necessary, and this is true. Oh, it is true. It is really, true. We've been lied to. We have no. been lied so, to. And, and let's like all those windows. So when I said stretching, <laughs> when I said stretching, I meant static stretching. Okay. Meaning holding a stretch in a slightly uncomfortable position, but you know, not painful for sure. for a long period of time. Like touch your toes, that kind of thing. Touch your toes. Okay. You know, hamstring stretch okay. or like calf stretch, all these stretches that are, you know, we spend a few minutes before working out trying to loosen up. So that can actually hinder your performance. Mm -hmm. And the reason behind it is most likely that holding the stretch for a few seconds actually tires it out, which can lead to your decreased performance. Now, instead of stretching, static stretching, you should do dynamic stretching, which is more movement-based stretch. Uh-huh. So things like, like your, the windmills. Yeah, like the windmills and arm oh, circles. Building. Yeah, <laughs> arm <laughs> circles. Okay. I'm back. Squats and lunges. 
knee raises, all these things are not real stretches. They're more like yeah, dynamic more like movement. a workout. They're yeah. more like a warming up. <laughs> so my, I have to do a pre-workout before I'm my workout. I mean, <laughs> my squats and my lunges are my workout. Yeah, so what if my stretching is my workout? <laughs> so those, those are more like movements that prepare your muscles for the activity ahead and they warm you up at the same time. So uh, that kind of warm up is okay and is very, very beneficial to you and will help you and will increase your performance. But the actual static stretching where you like keep your stretch for a few seconds, that's not necessary. Okay. So, good to know. Okay. Um, that was, what about, sorry. Mm. What about stretching? I'm not taking questions. <laughs> oh, well, I'm <laughs> you're getting one. We're speaking for all the listeners oh, here. Okay. Because should you sorry. stretch after a workout? The static stretch? Absolutely. Thank you for asking. Yes. So static stretching is really, really good for after working okay. out because then your muscles are already loose and warmed up and that would be a great time to do static stretching too improve the healing process to reduce, right, yeah, right. reduce soreness next day to improve your flexibility. Right. So good to know. So and know. and just for overall health benefits, for overall kind of flexibility, it's okay to stretch twice a week just from nowhere. Even if you are like sitting at your desk, you can get up and just do a quick stretch here and there, like to just reduce some tension in your back, sure. oh, in yeah. your in your neck, in your leg muscle. So that's a very beneficial thing to do. Maybe just not before you actually work out. Good to know. Thank Good you. Good to know. All right. All right. All right. Nice. So, did we all well, go? Yeah, we all went. Yeah, I think I think we all went, and uh, that was really interesting. That was. that was interesting. Well, I certainly learned something new today, for sure. Yeah, I did too. None of the things that you guys brought up today, I knew. So, wow. <laughs> well, we definitely hope that the info that you learned today was helpful and helped to bridge kind of the gap between some of the common myths and facts Mm -hmm. when it comes to health and wellness. Yeah. Thank you for listening and we will see you next time. And happy April Fools, everybody. Happy April Fools. (laughs) Happy April Fools, everyone. Bye. Bye. Download this episode and find more great information on health and wellness by visiting Sharp Best Health on SharpNet.com.